0: Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this podcast and just checking us out. My name is Matt. I'm the lead pastor here at First Baptist North Zulch. Along with me, you got my co-host. This is Walter. Yo, Walter Hobbins. He's our music minister here, and and it's a it's a great time for us just to sit down and have some conversation uh, around life and stories, and just trying to get to know members of our church, hear different stories of how God has used each one. Uh, to continuously reveal himself and to see where he's led them through the years and how different challenges and struggles have come up. You know, one of the things I've really been thinking about this whole process, it started for me just going around and making home visits and being in a home and visiting with somebody and hearing stories and having conversations. You realize you don't get those opportunities on Sundays and on Wednesdays when Mm -hmm. we're at church you know, you see somebody in the halls, you have a brief conversation, you know, but it's pretty surface level. Like you don't really get to get into the depths of their story and hearing more about who they are. And so yeah, I think as I was able to begin to do that in the home, it just prompted this idea. Like, let's, let's sit down, let's sit down with some people. Let's have intentional conversation. Let's hear who they are, what God's doing in their lives, what God has done in their lives, and maybe some of the challenges they've walked through in their journey, and how can that inspire others and encourage us along the way?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a, a cool way that we can uh, share these stories and be able to you know tell it to uh, not just one person at a time, but you know, as many people as are listening to it, and um, I think we can all gain. Uh, wisdom uh, from each other's experiences and mistakes, and uh, and and successes, and and um, uh, just just kind of learn more about you know who's who's sharing this this town with us and, and this church with us, and um, uh, let's do it.
0: So we're going to start this first episode with Lisa May, and she's in the studio with us today recording, and we're going to talk with her and just hear some of her conversation. So Lisa, let's talk about, first of all, uh, you're fairly new to the community, been here a little over a year, but uh, why don't you start there and just how'd you get to North
2: Zulch? <laughs> how'd I get to North Zulch? Well, um, yes, I've been here um, since April of last year. Um and it's all because I met Scott uh, through a friend of ours, and uh, we did a lot of talking. Um, and I would come here the previous year. I would come uh, every couple months just to, to visit. And um, so, yeah, it's through that relationship um that brought me here
0: you weren't in texas though right
2: i was not i was in north carolina north carolina
0: <laughs>
1: and and so that the mutual acquaintance that y'all had how did how is that connection
2: um uh, her name is wendy and she uh we actually went to elementary school together and i hadn't seen wendy since second grade <laughs> and but we became facebook friends okay ah. so And then she knows Scott because they were in the Marines together. Wow. They served together. And she had kind of seen both of our posts and um, decided to play matchmaker. (laughs) And she says, she sent me a message out of the blue. And she says, Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Um, Listen, I have this friend of mine who I'd like to introduce you to. I think that you guys would make... Uh, a good match you're kind of equally you know yoked and so i i said okay that sounds good um maybe just you know send me a link to his profile and you know i can send him a friend request and and go from there and of course he was handsome so (laughs) that made it easy bonus (laughs) yeah but i friend requested him and then he didn't respond like for two days and so i sent a message to wendy and i said i He's not responding. And she says, oh, I forgot to tell him. Because <laughs> he doesn't uh, accept right. anything. So then from there, we we just pretty much just b- developed a friendship for a while. And um, I would say maybe six or seven months we talked. And then uh, we started talking a little bit more. And he... He didn't. I don't think either one of us really thought it would go anywhere because I told Wendy. I said, "You know where he lives?" <laughs> she says, "Yeah." I was like, "You, do you know where I live?" <laughs> <laughs> long like, distance, you know, yeah, long distance. But, um, and I, I think at first he was like, "You know, well, she's in North Carolina. Where can this go, right?" But I thought, well, let's let's meet halfway, somewhere and. We really tried to arrange that and he says it's just really hard for me to get away because he has animals and my whole life is online and at home so it's easy for me to take it anywhere Uh i want to go i homeschooled and i work from home so um i said well you know i could well i said oh you have animals what kind of animals do you have and i'm thinking dogs right no He has a goat and chickens and a cow. And I'm like, I can come to you. (laughs) There you go. And so um, I did. You know, I came. That was in June. Let's see. This is 23. uh, June of 22. And um, from there, we just developed a relationship. It was just we clicked really well.
1: So. Happy anniversary, by the way. Yeah. That was recent.
2: <laughs> yes, thank you. What's Just celebrating is, a year. <laughs> we we got married before we ever had a date. Wow. <laughs> we never. We didn't have a date. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, literally, like a date. Right. 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 All of our stuff was. We would have like dates online. Mm-hmm. You know, we would be cute about it. I'm like, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny so tell us all right so you you uh, moved from North Carolina you, you marry Scott you guys come here you're here in North Zulch, and you get connected to the church um, so how was how was your church experience you know coming in to this relationship like how, did you grow up in the church or where did that where did that lead you to
2: I grew up uh, Catholic from when I was little to and I went through catechism and you know, made my first communion and uh, my confirmation. So we're looking at all the way to middle school. And at some point we left the Catholic church and my mom, uh, we, we ventured, I think it was either Lutheran first or no, I think it was, it might've been Lutheran first or Baptist, but um, we might have moved to the Lutheran Church first but in any case I've been exposed to Lutheran Baptists and it was in the Baptist Church that uh, I was really involved in the youth group um, we would go to youth camps and stuff and <clears throat> and that's where I I was baptized I mean I was baptized in the Catholic Church but you're you're done. You know, that's when you're an infant, right? So this was my decision, and where I just made my commitment to God, and I was in middle school at the time. Okay, and then um, we left that church, that particular Baptist church, for um, it got just wasn't a fit anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and then we really moved more towards the Lutheran. It was sort of like a medium like mm-hmm. somewhere in between. Like you you did have some Bible study. you don't have that in Catholic Church. Mm. And so um, those in church, you could go to um, you know Bible study class and and they did a lot with the youth. and it was a really it was a good Lutheran church. Uh, but again, like that's looking back a long time <laughs> for whatever reason we left that, and then we didn't go to church for a while. Mm-hmm. And I went to college. I don't think I went to church in college. Um, not, not because I didn't want to. You just, I think everyone, you know, a lot of us will go in and out of of, I wouldn't say out of your faith, but it's like, it becomes easier to not go to church, Mm -hmm. you know, and just try to live your life thinking you can do it on your own.
0: Right. And I've seen that with people too, where you you slip away for a season and then it's easy to kind of let one become two. And then it just builds up very quickly. A lot Mm -hmm. of times it's those priorities and just different things that, Mm -hmm. you know, life gets in the way and people walk away. So, so that was what your experience was in college a little bit and,
2: yeah, and then in adulthood, you know, I, I met my husband back then. I'm divorced. And at the time, I would try to get him to go to church, and he just he didn't really want to. And so I would go mainly like on holidays, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, after my divorce, that's when I really started seeking more of that um, support and guidance. Mm -hmm. And then I did go back to the Lutheran church. That was when I was in, um, I lived in Michigan. That's where I was born and raised. And I was teaching in East Lansing. (coughs) And I was in a Lutheran church for a while. And then from there, I moved to North Carolina on a whim. (laughs) Um, and it's hard-pressed to find a Lutheran church in the South.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> I think there was one, maybe. And so it took me a while to find a church that I felt comfortable with. I wasn't, I didn't want to go to a non-denominational one, and I didn't like the big churches, you know, with all of the pop and circumstance. And... I did find one through someone i worked with. They had invited me to their um, Christmas cantata. And, oh, my gosh, they were all so amazing and so sweet. And I was like, okay. So I started going there. And I, I played in the orchestra and was active, very active in that church, and just that was Mount Moriah.
1: Okay. Yeah, which
0: it, instrument?
2: I play the clarinet. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so Currently
0: playing keyboard at our church. That's right. The
2: keyboard. I actually can play all the instruments.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Specializing in keyboard right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so that was my home church for a long time until um, I got pregnant and decided that I should move back to Michigan. And then life took a bunch of other turns. And I went to... I don't think I didn't go back to church in Michigan, but ended up moving Uh, after a couple years in Michigan. I moved to go see my mom and live with my mom in Mm -hmm. Washington. And there I went to a covenant church, um, which is very similar to Baptist, and loved that church. And it's similar to what we have here. And then that's, I came back to North Carolina, and then I met Scott, and now I'm here. So there's the, the roundabout the roundabout of my um, Christian walk. I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I was uh, so moved by a recent Facebook post of yours, and, and that's kind of where I wanted us to, to go to and venture to. Uh, you, you posted a memory from uh, – you talked about an, an incident in 2013 – Mm -hmm. February 13th. And, uh, you, we've been studying through the book of Exodus and we've been talking a lot about just our faith and challenging moments and, you know, getting in different cycles and, uh, just getting in different moments where, you know, you're pressed up against the wall and you have to make decisions and hard times and all that. And so I just wanted to see, because when I read your post, I made this instant connection and I was deeply moved by it. So tell us a little bit about the post and, and what that was in reference to.
2: um, So in February of 2013, I found out that I was pregnant, and uh, it was not planned, and it was, you know, I was dating someone at the time. Um, So I, (coughs) excuse me, Um, I, like I said, I found out I was pregnant, and I talked to uh first person I talked to was my aunt. I was like freaked out. <laughs> wow, yeah. And um and then I thought okay, so I ended up sending um that person a, a text message cuz he wouldn't he wouldn't answer my phone call. Uh, he was mad at me for something else, you know, just I don't know, he just had like a little we nothing happened but um And I said, well, we need to talk. (laughs) And so finally he did respond after I sent him a text message. And it just didn't go well. It didn't go well. Um, And he made it very clear that uh, he was not going to be part of this. Hmm. And so much so that he insisted that I make uh, an appointment to to go to an abortion clinic wow. mm. and made the appointment for me. Mm, um, and I... Obviously, that wasn't, wasn't something I was going to do, but I was trying to wrap my head around... Okay, this was someone who was a Lutheran mm-hmm. who went to church every Sunday. Um, he has two children, um, from a divorce and, you know, to expect this, it just, it was a shock, you know? And he would say, well, well, I don't know what you expect from me. You want me to marry you? I'm not going to marry you. I said, I'm just letting you know that this is the situation right right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Yeah, he made that appointment for me. That was for, um, I believe it was for Valentine's Day. It was that Tuesday before Valentine's Day. And I went to my pastor uh, right after that conversation because I was, I was, you know, high in anxiety and scared and, um, not that I need a reassurance to not do that, mm-hmm. but that I need a reassurance that I can do the <laughs> this mm. on my own. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. And so I went and talked to Pastor Michael, and um, he gave me a lot of reassurance. And I, I have to tell you, you know, it's in the South. You just, and it's at the church, a Southern church, it was embarrassing. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. To say, you know, I have a child out of wedlock. Right. Right. And so I was deeply ashamed, but he didn't make me feel ashamed at all. He was extremely supportive and um you know, and everybody in the church was so loving and helpful and um you know, threw me an amazing shower and mm. it was just, um, it was helpful and he gave me a lot of resources, um, that, that I can use, uh, you know, like for single mothers and helping you, um, you know, how to get medical help and, um, where to get supplies and how, you know, it's an education, oh, yeah. you know? So that's, um, kind of where that started.
0: Yeah. I just think it's so interesting that, you know, especially like you're saying, I mean, here it is, you know, you're in the South, you're in the church, you've got this decision in front of you. There's this, uh, this element of, you know, potential, you know, like you said, shame, exposure, whatever, but, but you, you made a choice to, you know, preserve the life that God had given you in that moment, and and uh, although there was other ramifications of it on the, on the other side, you know, how, talk talk about how that might encourage somebody even right now who's you know got their back up against the wall, going, I don't know where to turn or what to do. How did you, did your faith play a part of that at any point? You know, did your faith uh, give you the courage? I mean, obviously you talked with Pastor Michael in that moment, but how did your faith? in the Lord help you in in that moment to move forward in the direction in which you did?
2: Um, yeah, it was because of faith, honestly. And, um, what's so funny is I just remembered this. There was another friend of mine on Facebook who was pregnant as well. And she was single. And it's, it's one of those friends that I never actually met, but you just become friends. Remember that, that, Game that you would play Farmville. And yeah. at the time, like you could friend request the people who would come help you. Oh, okay. Her yeah. Her name is Wendy. Her name's Wendy, too. And I reached out to her because I was like, and I saw her struggle, too. And she was very encouraging to me. Um, but as far as um, my faith, it was literally. It was almost kind of like hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I had to I would I would just sit in the bathtub and just cry hmm. and pray. Yeah. Um and it in a lot of people would say you will you you know, no matter how much you plan, you're never prepared for a, a child. Yeah, right. Even if it's under the best of circumstances, you're Amen. never prepared and that you will get through it you know and god will help you make the right decisions and um we'll we'll walk you through it if you just if you just listen and kind of give it to him mm-hmm. right and so i had to put myself i had to um i had to i don't know how to say it but like put me out of the way mm mm-hmm. And just and just listen to what he had to say,
0: yeah, let go and let God, maybe that's right, and well, and it comes there's a point where you know you've got that dependence upon yourself and and whatever it is you face in life, where you're like, "I've got this, I can do this, but when you find yourself at rock bottom with a decision to make, or you know your faith is really on the line, you're going, lord i I, I need you, like you're the only one that can get me through
2: and it you know I would I, at first, you know, later, I thought, whoop. Well, I'm a professional woman, you know, I've, I've, you know, have a career Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's no reason I can't raise a child of my own. I have absolutely no idea. Right. I had no idea what this was going to entail. I just had like this, you know, I thought, well, I can do this and I'll, I'll have someone watch him and I can go do my work. And, you know, after a while I had it all figured out and I really didn't (laughs) have it all figured out. Yeah. It was a uh, it got to be about about 8 months into my pregnancy and I went home to Michigan for a baby shower my family was throwing a baby shower and reality hit in you know you like just I mean I went I went to register and I sat in the middle of the store crying I'm like I have no idea (laughs) Mm -hmm. about all of this you know and i i called my mom i'm like i just don't i don't know i don't even know what to ask for yeah i have no idea right never been here before never been here before and so i when i went to michigan for my shower um i realized i can't do this on my own i need family because i I didn't have family in North Carolina. Right. I mean, I, my church was my family, but, um, I figured I, I needed more than, I would need more, more help than that. But I, every ounce of my body did not want to go back to Michigan. I really, I cried all the way to Michigan when I moved. (laughs) Wow.
0: I just think it's, um, and, and even in that, you know, you find yourself in a, in a community of people, you know, you had a faith community in North Carolina and uh and that is essential in life period you know you you go through life and you've got you've got to have a support system around you but but when you do have that family unit going back to michigan and all of that i mean there there's even a level of trust and faith and and hope in the lord and what he's doing in your life and how he's going to provide and meet your needs and i think it's just such an encouragement to see your decision in that moment uh leading you to that moment of total dependency on god and knowing that he wasn't going to abandon you, you know, he wasn't going to, you found yourself in a moment that you weren't expecting or you didn't plan for, but God was also present and provided for you all along the way. Of course, um, you know, your story, as you mentioned earlier, kind of took multiple twists and turns from there, um, ultimately leading you here to North Zulch and, uh, to Scott and, and, you know, and now of course you've got, you've got Gabe and he's doing well and, uh, healthy and what, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh just an amazing, amazing part of your life. And and I just think it's such a testimony of faith that in those moments when you don't even know where to, to go or what to do, you press in, you ask the Lord, you wrestle through that, and your faith takes over, and you you know God's leading you there. And so I just want that to be an encouragement for anybody else that maybe you're in that spot today going, I don't know where to do or where to go. And, you know, you, you press in and you just you talk to the Lord and let him guide you and lead mm-hmm. you and know that, you know, you might make this decision, although you're scared to death. You don't know where you're going. You're stepping out onto this brand new open water that God's going to be with you. And I, I think that's so timely with what we're walking through in the book of Exodus specifically and you know God leading the children of Israel through this journey. And uh, I just I just think that's such an incredible thing. And as I said, as I read your story, I was so moved because I know there's people out there that are wrestling. And maybe it's not this specific situation, but God, if I make this choice, it's going to come with this consequence or this decision is going to lead here but I know I got to move in faith and trust that you're going to be there along the way
2: I don't I I do want to say you know the moment that the that um, this person decided to I'm never going to be part of his life that that statement mm. I'm never going to recognize this baby The relationship ended for me there mm-hmm. regardless of where I went from that point right and I just want to if anybody um is wrestling with that kind of relationship it's best to walk away and you know to always always do the right thing um at per at first I thought when I heard the news you know I thought, oh gosh, you know, and thinking of everything as a consequence, but it really wasn't i th- I viewed it as a trajectory um you know i did I did want a child at some point, and God just said i my I feel in my heart that he didn't like the path I was on, mm-hmm. whatever that path, you know, yeah, the direction I was headed and the decisions in my life I was making at the time and this was a major trajectory mm. and it it changed every decision yeah from that point forward that i make every decision was not about me anymore from that point That's forward right. yeah. the quickest
0: way to <laughs>
2: <laughs> i remove mean seriously that, yeah and you know whatever job i'm doing i mean even i was i was going into people's homes i was Doing uh, financial planning and insurance—that meant that I had to go into strangers' homes. That didn't work for me anymore because I'm a single mom. Right. I can't put myself in any situation, so I went back to teaching. And I think, I think it was just God saying, "This is where you need to be. These are the things you need to do." And that's why I named my son Gabriel.
0: Hmm. Wow. that's awesome i didn't know that he's my angel yeah oh that's so neat
2: my guardian angel he (laughs) saved me
0: there you go wow so
2: gabe is not it wasn't (sighs) i think it was god's way of saving me yeah Hmm. and i'm not mad at at the it's not i don't consider him a dad but um he's missing out on something absolutely amazing for sure yeah and I did for the first year. I would send him pictures and he never responded to me. Um, but you also have, you know, anybody who's listening, you also have, it's important to not um, be resentful because that carries into how you're raising this child. Yeah. Right. Because if you carry that resentment, you might look at that child with resentment and it's not resentment. It's, it's something that you need to be doing right now for whatever reason, you know, and at some point that child's going to ask you, where is this person? Right. <laughs> Who is this person? And if you don't have resentment, then they can. It's important that they don't have that resentment, too, yeah. and that they can make decisions on their own if they want to reach out later on or yeah. find him um he might might have changed over the years i don't know but um i did get that question
0: <laughs> right and that was what kind of prompted your your post on facebook as well it's like yeah Dave asked the question and you were in that moment holding true to what you're saying like i'm not carrying this resentment you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just tell you the truth it's hard and it's, it's maybe uncomfortable but
2: but i you know i was re- <laughs> regretting I, I was just like I did not want to hear that question but it, it came it was a couple years ago and he wanted to know where his if he has a dad and where he is and I was honest I wasn't brutally honest yeah, you know but right. it was um the question is yes you do I don't know where he is and he chose to not be in our life mm-hmm. you know I didn't make it about because it it's true
0: right mm-hmm I mean, it's, you made a decision and so did he.
2: I mean, yeah. it's true. Yeah. So, and I made it very clear that it's not his fault or yeah. anything about him. Right. It was about us. So.
0: That's powerful. Well, I thank you so much, Lisa, for just spending a few minutes with us and sharing, you know, I know it's a brief synopsis of <laughs> the entirety of your story, but yeah. I, like I said earlier, I you know, there's so much that goes unsaid or unknown about us as we interact in the halls and see each other at church and, you know, through life. And I think this is a great opportunity to give somebody a chance to be encouraged and inspired as they walk their life and their faith journey and the intersection of it all. Mm -hmm. So Walter, any final questions or thoughts? I
2: just
1: want to give another shout out to Pastor Michael. And which church was that?
2: It was at Mount Moriah Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah.
1: That is so great to see Mm When a church can, you know, get this news, a single potential mom coming to them and they're not, you know, uh, shaming you, they're, they're helping you, you know, right, right. as we, um, you know, recognize that, that every life is precious, we've, as churches, we've got to be ready to, to help those moms out that, that are, um, you know, honoring that life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. If,
2: you know, you're not alone There's a lot of moms out there. That's right. And I don't look at it as single. I look at it at the time. I don't look at it as a single mom. It's just, I'm a mom.
0: I'm a mom. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you so much again, Lisa. I really appreciate your time. And, (laughs) and, uh, if you're out there and you're searching and you're looking for a church home and you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us here at first Baptist North Zulch. We're excited about what God is doing and how he is moving in and through our lives. And so, We hope to see you uh, maybe this Sunday. So (laughs) take care. Hope you have a great time. We'll see you later and God bless.